Welcome to the Call Me By Your Game. Great. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. That's exactly how we want to start. Welcome to the Call Me By Your Game podcast. Uh, this is your host. I've made it uh, set. This is now episode seven. I've made it this deep. I have not been fired by myself or my producer, Jeremy Schmidt. Um, so if you're a or by any of your guests or by any of my guests, which you do, you do have that power just so you know. So, right. uh, use it wisely. You're taking notes. I'm also taking notes. Perfect. Oh, and then they're all mean about me. Oh no. Well, they're in red pen. So oh shoot. That's always scary than scarier than the black or blue ink. Uh, yeah. I'm your host, Connor McCabe. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, uh, just as a quick reminder, we do have a video companion to this show. So if you want to see my guest and I do a totally separate discussion from this, play through the game, please visit us at youtube.com or our website. Uh, but I, uh, if you've never listened to the show, um, this is a podcast where I like to bring on a guest to talk about a video game from their past and a specific one. And what about, and we like to dive into like what makes that experience special for them or what made it special. Um, today, my guest is Vic Michaelis. Hello. Welcome. Thank you for having hey, me. Hey, thank you for doing it. I'm so happy you're here. Uh, and the game that you wanted to talk about was Batman Arkham Asylum. Yeah, and uh, like you said, there's a video companion, yes. and we were playing some, and I did realize uh, truly probably the most consecutive gameplay that I have ever played that game was uh, 10 minutes ago. That's amazing, and that's that's going to be fun to talk. That, that totally colors your whole experience of this game, which is probably why you wanted to bring it on and talk about it. Yeah. Um, before we dive into that stuff, uh, I know who you are, but is there any way you want to introduce yourself as, to far, as far as like... Who the heck Vic Michaelis is in this universe? Oh, yeah. Uh, Lots of pressure on this one. Uh, friend to many. <laughs> to the trees. <laughs> I was hoping you would be this uh, vague. This is uh, good. Friend to the people. Friend to the trees and the people? Um, I don't... God, I Do don't you, know. You this know is what? such a loaded question. It is. You know what? Here's the thing. Is This is... A, this is not the first time. Every time I ask someone to introduce themselves, they're always uh -huh. like, but how do I do that? And I'm like, I should just introduce my guest. Uh, if you don't know Vic, she yeah, is- Yeah, you should be introducing I us. I should not put put this on your plate. This is on my plate. Uh, if you don't know Vic, uh, she is a performer uh, at the UCB Theater. Wait, I'm ready to do it now. Yes, please. Um, Hi, I'm Vic. I'm a performer at the UCB Theater. Yes, yes, yes. Um, formerly a mock- cast member oh, mock's getting a shout out uh which is a uh a, a improv show at the clubhouse mm -hmm. theater on vermont avenue in los angeles um former martial artist whoa former you gave up that life i gave up that life okay wow much like batman yes gave up his life as a rich man <laughs> uh playboy to be batman the, the pretty much the same character arc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I very much uh, empathize with his story arc. Yes, I figured. I was very independently wealthy. Um, oh wow! And I gave it all up. This all checks out so for far. my girlfriend, yeah. Rachel. Where is she? I have. I'm sorry. I had to. That's the only Batman quote from The Dark Knight I'll say this whole time. And I said it like feebly and quietly. Do you want to try again? <laughs> no, I do not. Okay. <laughs> I want to give that up. Great. Uh, very cool. Uh, we met, uh, I'm sure, just through like improv and stuff. We could have met on mock. I'm sh I know we got to know each other on when we were on mess hall many moons ago. Yeah, I think. And I kind of mentioned this earlier. Like we just had a, I think the first few times that I met you, we just had a bit that we would do mm -hmm. over and over again. I and I don't even remember what the bit is, but I think it was something like that. Uh, maybe it was like who was nicer. 
That was that was it. I definitely think. it. Yes, and I do think, and we would just do <laughs> it. And so I don't funny. think I ever knew anything about you other yeah. than like we got introduced. And I think maybe it was Eric Tamola who was like, "Oh, this is Connor, my nicest friend, and Vic, my other nicest yes. friend." And we were like, "Oh, no, no, no! You're you have to be nicer. You're yes. so kind." And I think we just would do that at each other over and over with, and over with again. a real uh, a real like. Uh, passive aggressive tone to it I would say like we we yeah. weren't obviously we were doing a bit it's yeah. part of the bit and there's nothing more fun than trying to explain <laughs> a bit to other people it was great it was, let's also explain it was our last very funny let's, let's explain our heralds on monday too let's do that people love to hear about okay so i did the third first beat and it was hey, fine same here. very cool <laughs> Wow, same boat. Um, that's how we got to know each other. It was just through that community. That's how we know each other is just uh, through the UCB theater. Um, how uh, you you wanted to talk about this game? I'm going to give a little context Great. to the listener, and then I want to ask you a little bit about uh, how you got into games and your your game journey. Oh, love that. Um, so actually, let's start with that before I introduce the the sh- the game, because then we'll be on that track. Let's start with your history. Uh, how did you get into video games? That's um, the end of that question. <laughs> I started it like I had more to that question, but that's it. How did you get into video games? What do you want to tell me about your game history? I have a very distinct memory of my first um, console. Um, and it was I was going to be going to Camp Hope, which was a Christian camp in 2004, I believe. Um, I was in fourth grade. And uh, we were driving up. It was in Wisconsin. I was living in Illinois at the time. And I was like, I am a bad sleeper. I've Mm -hmm. always been a bad sleeper. I um, I have a very hard time falling asleep, staying asleep. Um, Mm -hmm. So I was like, without a television or I used to fall asleep to audiobooks. I was like, without because you weren't allowed to have electronics or anything like that. At camp. At camp. So I was just like, I'm not going to be able to sleep. And so my dad was like, okay, I have an idea. Uh, And he got me it was very sweet like one of those uh the game boy advance I yeah had a blue game boy advance oh cool that you could just fold up and i could hide in my in the, my yeah bag. the game and boy I, advance sp yes yes and so i uh had that and i had one of the pokemon games for it oh. and one of the mario kart games for it and the Pokemon oh. game i just like played after midnight everybody would be asleep yeah. and so i just play it from like midnight until four o'clock in the morning oh my goodness and then <laughs> And that was like, and then I was just, I was hooked. I loved it. And me and my brother got very, very into it. Into Pokemon or Pokemon specifically, but also games in general. Yeah. That was, that's really cool. What a solution too. Who knew that out of the, the desert for, for electronics, camp is a desert. Camp is a desert. And out of that desert sprung a simple, perfect little video game flower. And now that place is an oasis. Well, do you want to hear kind of an insane tidbit about oh, that? A hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. It's in northern Wisconsin. Also, a tornado camp- tore through the camp like the second night of camp. And they didn't oh. tell any of our parents about it. <laughs> oh they would not God. let us call home. Like a tree fell on the main um, like worship hall and yeah. water was coming through the lights. And they were like, you all need to pray now. <laughs> oh, no. And that happened on the second night. And then just nobody told our parents Is about that it. Because they would have canceled camp that week. I think Wait, were you so. Were you for a week? How long was it? It was a camp? week. Yeah, yeah, it was like five days. And this happened on day night two. Um, and they were just like, well, we just won't tell anybody. And, uh, like some of the cabins you couldn't sleep in anymore. And so it was like a big slumber party in like the main craft hall. And they like, people were really 
upset. <laughs> yeah. No wonder they didn't tell your parents. They probably were like, oh, we're going to lose all of our money yeah. for this and we're going to be done. I remember like my dad drove back up and as they're driving through, he's like, what the fuck yeah. happened here? Like, because when the parents arrive, it's probably their worst nightmare is like, what did my kid do? Yeah. <laughs> it's really a tornado. His first thought was that I somehow <laughs> dropped the tree on this, yes. uh, this worship center. Do you, what, do you, so do you remember this go, I mean, you have to, do you remember this going on when you were there? Like, could you hear the tornado Vividly. outside? It's my most vivid memory from that's, childhood. Was it traumatizing? Maybe. Yes. Oh, that's what we like to do on the Call Me By Your Game podcast is bring up childhood trauma. So yeah, here I mean, we like, are. It wasn't crazy traumatizing, but it was one of those things where um, I didn't think about it for a while. And then I thought about it and I was like, how did this play out? Yeah. You mean like years later you thought you're like, how did that? Or then you were like, I don't know how this is happening. Yeah. And I remember I asked my dad about it not too long ago because I was like, I'm sure in some weird way, like my childhood memory like warped this. And, yeah. you know, when you're a kid, uh -huh. you always think things are huge. And he was like, no, it was insane. Wow. Did you, And that was the same camp year that you got this game boy advance yes wow it's almost like god was punishing you for bringing technology to this camp oh, it was my fault yeah Ugh. connor i went to you're I, right i went to christian <laughs> camps growing up too like i went to a summer camp for like a week every year and i, I was like very into it heck yeah uh, me too were you did you grow up very christian yes very oh, connor yeah. another podcast for another yes, time absolutely. we have so much to talk yeah, about that'll be its own, own limited series podcast that yeah we do. Uh, call me yes. by your name in parentheses jesus christ yes. oh i was gonna say that's great Yahweh? i was gonna say call me by your christian name oh i mean that's really I mean, good yeah that's uh, also really good uh both both pitches are perfect uh yes i grew up very christian and went to the summer camp and loved it but i also never brought my stuff to not because i didn't want to play like game boy but because it was like also like no you're not allowed to have yeah. this sort of stuff now that i think about it the tornado was going one of you is hiding something yeah. that's what the tornado <laughs> kept saying oh wow we're feed me the sinner is what the tornado <laughs> kept saying dang you know this is i think i believe in god yeah. <laughs> it was a plague now that yes. i think about it <laughs> very convincing wow that's amazing uh that's so cool that that's a wild story and you it's almost like you and your uh uh, Game Boy Advance were like each other's rock during that time. Wow. I also never thought about it that yeah. way, but absolutely. <laughs> this is what we do. We like to have revelations on this show. Yeah. Uh, amazing. So you had this Game Boy Advance You and then I think you were telling me earlier I know you were telling me. I remember correctly. Uh, <laughs> you were saying you've played pretty much every Pokemon generation since then. Yeah, that was like, yeah. and that to this day, uh, like it's, I'm, I feel very fortunate that like now we live uh, in a time where it's like very cool yeah. and it's like come back in a big way. And like being a nerd is like very neat. And mm -hmm. not to say I was ever like uh, perceived as a huge nerd, I don't think, but I do um, like when I bought um, my, uh, DS uh I remember being like oh I probably shouldn't play this in front of a bunch of people <laughs> yes like that's just also like not a conversation I want to have yeah. with a bunch of people and now I feel fine about it totally um but yeah like it's a, it's a weird thing like I've definitely gone through waves in my life where I've uh played more video like been more into video games or not and I know that has partly been influenced by the perception of it yeah uh, because there is like i have been insecure about it before even now when i'm like very public about how much i like video games like i have a 
I started a video game podcast and that I post about all the time. Uh, people know. Even now, I'm still a little, get a little yeah. weird and insecure. And I'm like, why am I feeling? It's definitely just like my own stuff or what, you know. Well, I think for me too, Pokemon specifically is a very calming game for me and one that I play a lot on my mm-hmm. own and still like, and the shows are always like really important to me. And that's always like if I'm feeling stressed or like I, I just need some downtime, like yeah. on Hulu, they've got like a bunch of the generations of the shows, even the later generations, like season 14, 15. Really? When, yeah, it's like way later, um, not even like oh, the wow. anime dubs anymore. Now, like they've done a bunch of originals that are like not nearly as good is like the first few seasons but are also just like very calming and very familiar yeah wow i need to like throw that on my tv and then just pull the switch off the dock and just play pokemon for an afternoon honestly it's great did you play um do you guys have a switch yes did you play pokemon let's go yes i didn't play pokemon let's go as much because i played pokemon go for a while but um i just like i couldn't keep up with it in the same way and like having so much external stuff with it it didn't feel the same and mm-hmm. like the the battling was a lot of the fun for yeah. me and not being able to do that i got very into it at the beginning and then i i stuck with it longer my partner still plays yeah religiously like a ton yeah. he's level 40 wow has friends that he has met through the game oh my goodness and goes out and around I, and does raids with there them. are people who are still playing i saw i ran into eric chad ho at the clubhouse last night for mock and he had Pokemon Go was up and he was like searching for something wild. I was also I was into it for a couple months and never that serious, but I thought it was cool. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Which is interesting just because I was so and I am still uh like I like a lot of the media surrounding it, but for mm-hmm. whatever reason Pokemon Go I wasn't as big on. So Pokemon Let's Go when it came out being a similar format, I was like it's fine. Yeah. I was not going to get uh Pokemon Let's Go. I had no plans. I was like, oh, it's just I've played Red and Blue. I've played this story a million times. I don't need to do it. But then I specifically remember Matt Apodaca and Jake Sprague were playing it and they were like, dude, it's great. You should get it. And I caved and I loved it. I mean, it's great. Yeah, it was. I actually grew to like um, that was the first one that I played. That I, and I think it was the first one that did this where when you catch uh, Pokemon, your team gets experience as well. Yeah, which was cool. Which I love that carryover mm-hmm. in Sword and Shield. It makes it's it incentivizes me to catch more new ones instead of being like, well, I should def- I should defeat it instead. To which get is more big points. for me. Like if I, because I'm also there's something about it, and I think just for me personally, something about the lore of like you have you're catching a creature, uh-huh. and so like I was big on only catching the ones that I wanted to oh, use and that sweet. I liked because I didn't want them to live in the box yeah. by themselves. I was, th- uh, you know... No, Jeremy, stop! No, I'm right there with you. I was thinking about this today because I was... Uh, I'm. We're both playing through Pokemon Shield. Yeah. And Who did you start with, by the way? Um, I renamed the water type idiot, so... Uh, <laughs> Very healthy relationship, you and your Pokemon. Well, because what happened was uh, I did it... I always do it randomly. Uh, I mm. wanted the... Uh, what's the bunny's name? Scorch... Score Bunny. Uh, Score Bunny. So I... I had wanted score bunny but i was like i'm gonna do this totally mm-hmm. fair and i was like if i get the water or the or if i get the uh fire or the grass type i'll be fine um but uh i ended <sighs> up doing funny. it randomly and i ended up with the water type and i was oh, like i so hate were... this but i am gonna stick to it so i named him idiot yeah fair. uh and i mean it just it's fine and i've grown to love him good i'm glad i so i started with Grokey, which is the grass monkey 
evolved into very their cute. final evolution today. Congratulations. I'm very, that's huge. It is huge. I wasn't, I did this weird thing, which we talked about. This has become a Pokemon episode, but I talked Sorry. to, it's a, no, it's fine. Uh, this is, I mean, this is part of your video game history. It's important. Yeah. And then I'm going to talk about myself. Uh, he, the, the Pokemon that uh, Grokey evolved into it was named Thwacky. And I was like, wow, I went, and I also held off on the evolution. Cause did you know you, they l- will learn moves faster if they're in their earlier evolutions oh i didn't but that's great to know because we're in the second evolution of um idiot right now and he's like (laughs) a moody teenager right now he's got like truly has like a purple stripe in his skin i guess that looks like a hair over his eye it's crazy that's beautiful um yeah so you can learn moves quicker if you don't evolve them at their earlier evolutions great yeah so i held off for 30 levels and at level 30 i finally let them evolve and its name was thwacky and i was like i waited all this time for this by the way jeremy it does turn into a very buff monkey which is very cool glow up up. oh super glow up jeremy started the score bunny right yeah yeah we're well rounded in this room um but anyway huge glow oh huge glow up that's that's your just your Cat go-to phrase with everything. Cease. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. Um. Anyway. Uh. Shoot. I don't even know. Oh, I was. We were talking about. (laughs) You feel bad about poking. Put leaving Pokemon in boxes. I was thinking about it today. I was like, well, why don't they heal the Pokemon when you send them to the box? Because a lot of the time, I will send out my electric Pokemon to stunt to use like a not Thunder Wave, but a move that will paralyze them. So are they just like paralyzed with like almost no health in my box? It's a real mm. dilemma for me. That's really interesting. Yeah. And they got to be. They're just in pain. Nobody's yeah. paying attention thinking, to them. Because you, you put them in the box and they don't heal. You take them out if you don't. And yeah. they're still in the same condition that they were, right? Exactly. That's my. That was my concern. So now I'm like, well, if this ever gets too meta and we somehow get transferred into a Pokemon game someday, we got a lot of stuff to reckon with. Yeah. Whew. We've been leaving so, them in these little pastures in zoos that uh, nobody can even go a, and visit them. This is a Black Mirror episode waiting to happen. Absolutely. Oh, we should write that. Yes. There we are. Be a great script. Yeah. We lo- Ooh, Jeremy? I, a fun thing. Jeremy's in on it. A uh, thing I like to do on the show is pitch segments that we'll probably never do. Uh, so so this is going to be the that's the script we're going to write segment. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And then also a what's your Black Mirror episode idea segment. Yep. In fact, that's the better version of that. <laughs> no, they're both equally good. That's very kind of you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Cool. Jeremy, so don't laugh. You have been... So you've been, I'll try to steer us back <laughs> to your story. So you've been playing video games pretty, but semi-consistently since then. Yeah, at the very least, like I've I've always had um, my own console. Like I've got a 3DS that I um, I have and I play with varying degrees of frequency, but cool. I, I have and I will buy games for on a semi-regular basis. Very cool. Awesome. So uh, that helps me and hopefully the audience understand where you're coming from as... I wouldn't say I'm like an expert by any means and I definitely go through phases where I'm way more into it than other times. That's okay. I'm not an expert and I'm doing a podcast on this stuff. Good it's about you. what it, it's true. I mean, I think at the end of the day, it is about just the enjoyment you get out of it and what it means to you anyway. So that so whatever it is, is fine. Great. I love that. Perfect. Um. You, but all this Pokemon talk and all these games you've talked about that you've had personal experiences playing. Uh-huh. All that said, that's not the game you want. We're, we're going to talk about today. Nope. We're going to talk about 
your choice was Batman Arkham Asylum, which yes. was released in 2009. Now I'll actually get into a little bit of the context, and then I'll have you tell your story about why you wanted to choose this or Great. whatever you'd like to do. Um, this game, uh, for the listener, was developed by Rocksteady Games, which is a pretty small production company. They had about 40 people that worked on this game, which is unusual for a huge title like this. Uh, it was published by both Eidos Interactive and Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment for the PS3 xbox 360 mac and pc uh pretty immediately after its release it was widely already considered one of the greatest uh superhero video games of all time if not the greatest it was critically acclaimed it was widely heralded for its combat and you were talking about how you like the story for its narrative so the combat we were talking about this Mm -hmm. on the video portion of it i mean like it looks beautiful like you Mm -hmm. feel very accomplished doing very little yes and it's and it's also very it feels approachable too yes um you don't have to be a well-versed like action video game player to get into it you play on that easy mode and you can really get into yes it. which is which is good i'm all for that um this game obviously spawned uh direct sequels such as arkham city and arkham knight um but that's about all the game context i had just to give you a little idea how did how did you discover this game? How did this game come into your life? So I was trying to figure out the timeline. And then in our little break, uh, I went back and looked at uh, the time that it was released. And I do think that I started playing it like around when it came out. or I started watching it when mm-hmm. it came out. I was dating somebody uh, who was like end of high school uh, on and off. Uh, and it was just like a very influential time in my life. And they spent a lot of time playing mm-hmm. this video game. Uh, and so I spent a lot of time watching them play this yes, video game. Which can happen in a relationship. Was And I wanted to ask you, yes. was this in Illinois or was this in Toronto? Toronto? Um, I'm from a little bit all over the place, but okay. this was in Toronto. Cool. Um, so I would have been like 16, 17. And it was very influential. And I think I came to a little bit of a realization as we were playing it over the break. Like its memories started coming back about it. Autodesk was one of the places that uh, helped with the graphics, I think. On oh, this. cool. Um, Is that a, that's a, I'm assuming that's a company probably. It's a company cool. uh, based out of Montreal, I believe, and they also have an oh. office in San Francisco. And I, uh, his mom worked for Autodesk. You're the person you were dating. Yeah, his yes. mom worked for Autodesk, and so we did it on and off for like a year and a half um, total, probably. And his mom was so important to me oh really and is still like i don't really have a relationship with my mom in a big way and like she was so so important to me and was like truly like was such a big figure in my life and so now even thinking back about it i think that's part of why this game was so important is Mm -hmm. because like not only would we play it but also like it was a big topic of conversation in the house and around and so it made me feel close and connected to his mother if that makes any that sense. does make a lot of sense and that's that's really beautiful yeah that's it was funny because really cool. we were looking at the opening credits and i yeah. saw that it was an autodesk thing and i was like oh my god i think that that is why this game holds so much importance to me because yeah. especially like with the you know the breakup was very messy and there was like a lot of stuff going on like the big final breakup sorry about that no, hey yeah. for the best yeah for sure uh worked out okay for you worked uh, it's fine yeah <laughs> i feel fine about it uh but <laughs> like losing that relationship was a real loss yeah. and i think that like all of my memories and feelings about his mom 
maybe I've packed away somewhere in my memory with that game. Yeah. Oh man, that's a uh, that's really funny. So I have uh I don't know what your relationship history has been like. Um but I will say for me, I've been mostly single for my entire life. I'm in a like, thank you very much. It's definitely a different look on uh, <laughs> life and you learn how to be by yourself, which I'm really good at. Uh, I'm in a relationship now, so it's different. I do. I'm know, so sorry. Hey, it, thank you. Thank you very much. No, I'm just uh, joking. She's great. Hey, she is great. She's wonderful. Uh, episode one guest, Elle Eckley. Um, I'm always tying it back to the <laughs> to this to the earlier parts of this pod. I guess what I was trying to say was I haven't been in a situation where I've been in a relationship with someone and developed a you know a relationship with their with a family member or grown to get to know them very well. Her family. I've only met her mom over the phone because she's from Minnesota, so I don't see them. So I've never been in a situation where because a relationship ends with me and a significant other that I, not that you have to lose that with someone else, but in a lot of situations you do. Um, That's probably not easy, but that's really cool to hear you talk about that. Yeah, his family in a lot of ways tied me to that relationship and it kept me coming back even though the relationship itself like wasn't flourishing and thriving um and i think like it was a way where it was like a reminder of why i was there it was like you know getting to watch that game in certain ways was like okay yeah we're gonna watch the game and then we're gonna go up and we're gonna have like a dinner with his family yeah play in his basement and then we'd usually like go up and have dinner and then i'd head home so it was just like a very like I don't know what like all tied in and it was a very nice reminder of like oh yeah this is why I'm doing this this is why I'm here this is like a nice thing not to say that that's a healthy reason to stay in a relationship sure. or like a good or a progressive or like a a grown-up version of why you should be mm-hmm. in a relationship um and not that it was like a horrific relationship or anything like that it's just you know like we we're kids uh, yeah. but it yeah it was just like very interesting and very influential in that way and I a lot of times got to pick what game I was allowed to watch, you know, like that. Yeah, that's that's interesting. You've said that a few times and you can, of course, dive into as little or as much of this as you want. Truly want to leave that up to you. But you've said that a few times. So would this person be like, hey, I'm going to play a video game. Which game do you want to watch me play? Was it ever an option for you to I mean, you got to play a little bit, but yeah, do you want to talk about that at all? I mean, like I I, to be honest, don't totally remember it was so long ago at this point, but yeah, um, I mean, I don't, I think like it was that idea of like giving you a choice feels like you have power over something. So it's like, you're going to watch me play video games, but this is, these are the video games you can watch me yeah, play. It's like, you can have a glass of water. Would you like it in the glass cup or the plastic cup? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And not that this was perfect like analogy. an insane relationship <laughs> or a perfect analogy. Uh, and again, this is like a relationship that's like not one that I spend a lot of time thinking about or sure. pining over or anything like that. But it's probably good. Yeah, it's probably mm-hmm. good. Uh, <laughs> probably fine. Um, but it just it's it's interesting because I, um, you know, I love my current partner's family. Mm-hmm. You know, they're so wonderful. They're my family. It was just like a very weird and interesting thing where like I haven't like I just connected in so many ways with this particular partner's um, family mother specifically mm. and it was just like such a such a, a relationship that i valued so 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 much um yeah and this game again like even now as we're talking about it i think i'm having the re- realization that that is why yeah because even you like asked me about what video game i wanted mm-hmm. to talk about and you're right i've played pokemon for 
hundreds of hours yes and this was the game that i was like oh this is the game that's yeah. the one that i think about when i think of video games yeah that's so interesting it's funny how i'm this isn't the first time that i've heard from someone that they've been like oh yeah that those relationships it obviously it through a relationship were meaningful with that person's family or they're like they're the people that they miss almost more i'm not i don't want to characterize your specific feelings that way but oh that's a thousand percent right. <laughs> well cool then i feel better about saying it uh that's not the first time i've heard that from someone so it's really interesting and it's like it's weird when a relationship ends it's like you'd like to be able to continue that but it, there's kind of like a not a boundary that you're crossing but it's just it's complicated yeah and i mean like again like we were both kids we mm -hmm. both made mistakes but this is like the guy that would like break up with me when he would go to not break like we would we'd break up for periods of time because he would he was in fashion so like when he would go overseas like yeah. <laughs> so it's like not it's you know like it's not it's not like a relationship that was like amazing or like yes. incredible or that like again I, I spend a ton of time thinking about but it was like things that came out mm -hmm. of that relationship the there were like other pieces like I met my next partner through him and like there was a just like a bunch of things yeah. that were very influential but specifically like his mother was so so important to me Kit, what did you what about her was important to you was it just like that was it like yeah what was that I don't know. Again, like I didn't really grow up with my mm -hmm. mom super there and around. And she was somebody that like took a real genuine interest in me and was like one of the very first people when I was like, I think I want to perform and be an actor was like, oh, you absolutely should do yeah. that. That's what I see for you. And oh, like, that's, that's so what cool. I think that you should do and you could be. And was like so invested in, and involved in wow. that. And encouraging. Sounds like very encouraging. Yeah. And my dad is like so incredibly supportive of mm -hmm. my career now. But at the time was very much like, you have never done any performing whatsoever. Yeah. Where is this coming from? <laughs> Why are you saying yeah. this? <laughs> oh, wow. So you hadn't actually done anything before then. That's very interesting. I've done like a few little plays. Sure. But it was very much like... It's or not like business you, you could do yeah you could be business oh yeah that's like kind of how it was for me growing up too even though i also did a few like some plays growing up and was like always i mean i did some story stuff but not a ton so i think when i first was like yeah I, this is what i want to go to school for i think i think deep down my parents were probably a little like Ugh. and i do remember them being like do you also want to like double major in business I'm like, what does that mean why is that always the suggestion i know it's so funny. i don't know what that's about but I, that's so cool i'm so glad she encouraged you yeah. to do that because I mean, you're like, here and it was is... great and i and i value it and it was important and it's like uh you know i don't like even pine over that relationship anymore sure. like it was important for when it was but also like it's not something that like i wish i still had necessarily True. like it was important for a certain season of my life and i'm glad that i have it and i can cool. look back and value it for what it was great that's awesome um so th that i think we, i think i dove in enough there but that's real that is really cool also she was right you're such a wonderful performer hey like thank you. we would maybe we wouldn't even know each other if that wouldn't have happened and th and i am like the most the coolest thing that's come out of you wanting to become a performer, right? I tell is this, everyone. Is this a uh, polite friendship we have? Yeah. This <laughs> cool. is very polite. <laughs> <laughs> this very polite friendship. What a beautiful way to describe yes, it. Yes, very much. Um, oh, that's so cool. Um, so you would just, basically most of your experiences with this game, as you said, was you watching this game. Yeah. Um, did you, and was, 
did you like stuff about watching this game specifically? You said we talked about the narrative very a cinematic, bit and yeah. I think a big part of the description of it um, rings very true for me. Is it's like it's it's a very very cinematic game to watch. The graphics mm-hmm. like at the time were really incredible, and I yeah. know this one was remastered, but I mean like still in a huge way stand up for me. Very much so. Yeah, and the game it's like it's very accessible, and it is like. I mean, even as we're playing, it's like, oh, we're just walking behind Joker, but there's like a lot of uh, talking, a lot of storyline that happens. And I think that that is very cool Yeah, for a video game and not necessarily something that you always see. Yeah, it felt, it at least when I got to play through a little last night and watch you play today, it feels like kind of a full little world. Uh, like they filled it out pretty well. And there, of course, there are, I mean, like any video game, it's a huge world that people are making where it stuff is there's going to be stuff that's copy and pasted. Totally. It's also in, it takes place in arc in this asylum where, you know, Batman is obviously trying to, he's let the joke, he brought the Joker to the asylum. He turned the tables on him. All these inmates are released and all these people under Joker's, uh, Joker's wing. He doesn't have wings. Batman <laughs> has wings. Um, Batman does not have wings. He, no. Yeah. He just has a cape. That's right. Batman doesn't have wings at all. <laughs> Shows how much I know. I do need to get into these comics. Uh, if I'm saying Batman has wings, I'm telling you, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring a stack full of comics. I'll bring some Batman ones, and then Jeremy and I actually spent a lot of time talking about um, Essex County, which I do think you should read. Is not a Batman comic, but it's about a different kind of superhero. Yeah, life Ooh. is a superhero. Yeah. Oh what? <laughs> oh, watching yourself. It, it truly does feel like, and I think why I always think of Essex County when I talk about superhero comics is it very much feels like it envisions or it it uh it personifies that idea of like you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain and that's a joke you'll understand once you've read essex county oh i can't wait oh that's gonna happen so soon cool um awesome uh we was there anything else as far as like talking about the game that you wanted to share that stood out to you that you uh obviously your a lot of your relationship with through this game was just watching it but was there anything else you wanted to share that you wanted to discuss today no is a perfectly acceptable answer no. cool Great. <laughs> see usually by the time i get to that question i already know the answer because we've had a lot to discuss and it's been great and and i'm a king of rabbit holes so also yes. like i i'll i will drown someone in a rabbit hole with me hey. uh if Perfect. so i feel like anything that we, we would have sidebarred and also i have no fourth like i can't think ahead so yes. by the time we've gotten there i'm just like i you're okay. Don't know my that's, own name. Hey, that's my responsibility as the host. Yeah. Uh, so I'm writing that down. Hey, thank you. Oh yeah, those compiled. You've been you filled the notebook of red ink notes about me. So yeah. Okay, the notebook was four pages. Yes, but it's, it's a four page notebook. So should I have not said filled? Uh, perfect. <laughs> cool. Uh, great. So um, the couple more things I want to touch on before we. I have some fun things I want to do at the end of the episode. Um, but as f- you already talked about, how I was going to ask you how you felt it held up today. Obviously, it looks beautiful. It yeah. feels very. We talked about this earlier on the video portion. Oh, actually, I do want to touch on this before we go. Um, kind of like the Spider-Man game that I played through earlier this year. Yes. When I touched on this game a little bit last night, uh, it feels like it really immerses you as Batman. It makes you feel like Batman. Absolutely. Which I don't know if that was a thing. Maybe that was the thing that was cool for your, the person you were dating while they were playing this game. Sure. Which made them feel like that. Batman was, this was of course 2009, a year after the dark Knight. like film 
buffs loved Batman. Bros loved Batman. Batman had a pretty wide reach. From film buffs to bros. <laughs> <laughs> Two very separate categories. Yes, uh, there's probably a lot of crossover there. Um, yeah, this the, the immersion was something that got me. That I was like, oh, this makes me. This reminds me of Spider Man. Therefore, mm-hmm. I would totally get sucked into this game. Totally. I mean, like it is very even as a viewer. Like it, it was a very easy game to watch. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I love that. Um, great. So let's I'm gonna move on to some fun parts. So thank you so much for thank you for sharing the that those stories. I think what I found I don't know, I thought that was really touching just hearing about that relationship with uh the person you were dating's mom and just how she encouraged you and stuff. I thought that was really cool. Hey, thank shout thank out you. to shout out to what was this company called? Autodesk. Autodesk. Shout out to Autodesk and Mom. And mom. Shout out. That's it. Um so one the first segment i want to do before we go is the we used to have a quiz me by your game segment uh that dissolved uh, because they were always really confusing questions so now i do a fact me by your game uh, segment we talked about this on the video portion but um we we were talking about how this came out right after the dark knight and like why isn't there a dark knight game well this actually kind of this game rose from the ashes of the failed dark knight game that e the electronic arts was making and eventually edo studios uh who had the rights to the batman license for games gave that to rocksteady who was able to make this game this was only this company's second game they ever made wild i'm sure the people who worked for that company had worked for other ones before so it's not like it was their second but still very impressive uh and uh, another cool fact is that this is not this arkham series which is why hugely popular obviously critically acclaimed is not the most a successful Batman video game series. No way. If if you're going to say Lego Batman, I'm going to scream. It's Lego Batman. No. <laughs> How did you know that? Way. <laughs> yes. That's wild. It's because I was looking up something recently about like Star Wars mm-hmm. and uh it's like the Lego Star Wars series is like has made a shocking amount of money. Yes. It's like shockingly popular in a way I was not anticipating. There, um, it's crazy. So I, it was some sort of fact around there. So I was like, oh, uh, it's going to be Lego based and I'm going to yep. be upset. It's Lego Batman. A little more successful. Wild. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy, anything to say? Germ. Um, okay, great. Cool. Thank you, Jeremy. That's how much we like him to share on this show. Uh, the last part is I always like to give some game recommendations at the end of the show because oh, like in the movie, Elio is going to move on from this relationship that he's had. He's going to uh, move on to some sort the of- The movie, Call Me By Your Name? Call Me By Your Name, yes. <laughs> this is how I'm tying it back to the movie. Great. So sometimes when people end a relationship, they date someone that is completely different. They might have a type and date the same type of person. Sure. So we're going to give you a few different recommendations as far as games go. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Uh, the first one that I have that's um, a little more reflective find a little more modern is i i've been hinting at it this whole time which is spider-man for yeah. the playstation 4 i mean truly i made a mental note of that when you said it the first time and i was like oh i would love to try that it's so much fun you can truly just get lost in it and you're in like this game you're enclosed in arkham asylum so which is i mean that's what makes it great but in spider-man manhattan's your oyster you're slinging that. webs you're running up buildings it's great um, something different, but that this game's tone and mood reminded me of, especially being in like, uh, it feels like it's always intense in this game. There's not like, not like you get to a town and everything's happy and then you walk out of the town and it's bad. Great. Uh, Bioshock. 
I've played Bioshock. Yes. I love Bioshock. Great. Uh, I t- tested it out for the first time this year, and the mood feels similar. Yeah. Like, you're always kind of on edge. I asked Jeremy. Very dark. In fact, I was when I was playing through that, I was like, I thought that was just the intro, the whole dark part. I was like, going to get to a more open, peaceful time. That didn't happen. <laughs> you thought a game Bioshock was going to open to a more <laughs> peaceful time? Yes. Okay. I, uh, I. Not a judgment, just a question. Cool. Uh, thank you for not judging. Uh, and the last one of wildly out of left field recommendation would be a game called Guacamelee, which is a platformer game. Uh, it is you are a luchador. Uh, you wear oh, a mask. And I it, love this already. It's yeah. very cool. It's I've never played these games, but they're um, one of our good friends, Michael McCuller, loves these games. It's a platforming game where you are this like luchador wrestler, and you have moves but he's kind of a superhero so that's why that's the only thing that transfers over from batman oh i love that yeah. i'm definitely guacamelee heck yeah there we are All and right. that's available you can get that on the switch too deal and done i love that beautiful uh i'm gonna go ahead and just jump into plugs was there anything you want to plug before we go today i don't think so okay uh cool um at at b-i-c-m-m-i-c on oh, what about instagram mariner do you want to plug that oh, here yeah. too oh oh great yeah. yeah um and then i'm uh i am a uh associate editor on a comic book coming out soon uh next year at some point uh, we just had a massive kickstarter that we got fully funded on which was huge uh, so Ooh. it's mariner and ancient rhyme uh and that'll be coming out soon like in the next year cool sure. i love that congratulations yeah. by the way thank you so much and harold and night at ucb heck yeah please come out to that yeti hail mary wonderful teams hey, thank i you got so to much. see yeti have three wonderful first beats and then i went to ali's birthday yeah this fair. Monday, so <laughs> you guys are great Very fair. um captivating this show is uh and again thank you so much for doing this thank I you really for having me this it. was an absolute blast i'm glad it was really fun uh, uh i'm thinking someday in the future i want to have people back for a new game but that's like 200 guests down the road because my list is long hey ain't that the truth you're yeah. a popular guy and then also i won't be 45 minutes late next time i promise hey, that, well i can't promise that but I, okay. I will try you are wonderful and i'm glad you did this uh this show is produced by jeremy schmidt you can find him on twitter at ocarina of crime on instagram at scare me schmidt you should also follow and listen to a wonderful show that he uh produces it's video games a comedy show look that up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can find me and on social media, Twitter, Instagram at Connor underscore McCabe at UCB Herald Knight with the Team Jet Set. You can email us at callmebyyourgamepodcast at gmail.com with questions, anything you really, you know, shoot me my first email I've gotten. It's not from a website that I've signed up for. <laughs> I'll send you an email. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, of course, visit our website at callmebyyourgame.com. Check out the video portion. You can see it there. And if you like the show, if you're really enjoying this, uh, you would like it to grow. Uh, Give us a rating and a review on the IT- on the Apple Podcast Store. That's oh, super helpful. Please rate this episode. Please <laughs> do it for Christmas, please. Uh, but yeah, that's gonna that's gonna go ahead and wrap up this show. Uh, you can feel the desperation. Thank you so much for listening to Call Me by Your Game. We'll see you on the next one. <laughs>